The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 266 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Our friends at Literati Press are growing and sharing the works of Oklahoma comics all over the country and even some parts of the world. Here to talk about everything going on at the distributors and publishers in Oklahoma City's Paseo District, our chief strategist, Buck Berlin, art director, Eric Osborne, artist, Jonathan Kelsch, and they are also, Jonathan and Eric are creators of We Promised Utopia. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having us, man. Really big pleasure to be here. It's so what's going on right now at, at Literati Press? Well, mayhem. Mayhem. That's <laughs> well, awesome. You want to start us off, Bug? You're chief strategist. So. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, what is yeah, the strategy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, basically, uh, it, it's it's kind of weird because you know, we had to figure out some sort of title for me because, well, everyone had to have a title. <laughs> he kind of had his finger in all the pies, so to speak. So we like, well, we got to formalize the language somehow. So, yeah, well, chief strategist. Well, and like it, it all kind of kicked off with uh, like we tried to have this cabal of Oklahoma creators and artists and stuff, and no one could quite get the the thing focused. You know, it was that well, do we make comics? Do we just try to promote people? Like, what do we do? And it was the well, Jerry has this amazing comic, Glamorell's daughter. I was like, yeah. this needs to be uh, enjoyed nationally, just because there's not much representation for uh, people with autism. Uh, so I was like, guys, we have to get this nationally distributed. And then uh, Charles was like, well, I've got some other uh, stuff going. I was like, okay, let's get organized. We are going to make this professional. Yeah. And then from there, uh, w- it was uh, Eric, Jerry, and Charles and me that mm-hmm. uh, were trying to you know, logistically plan this. And then uh, from there, Charles was like, well, I also have this thing that I was working on with engineers called We Promise Utopia. It's like three stories, and it's like, it's not time travel, but it's this other thing. Because, you know, it wasn't a fully formed idea yet. Uh, and, and then from there, it was the, well, and also, <laughs> we have this oil painter who's wanting to do comics. I was like, wait, is this the uh, guy named Nick Hermes that uh, has been coming in the shop asking questions about, like, Bernie Wrightson and, mm-hmm. you know, all these classic artists? And uh, from there it was the, like, I, you know, we, we met Nick, loved Nick, and then uh, when he became part of the group, it was the, oh, my God, this is amazing. And for years I've been trying to get Kelsch to do comics because mm-hmm. uh, uh, he was uh, uh, pretty much just involved with uh, Autism OKC, and, uh, you know, for years it was the, dude, we, we have to get you into comics. We have to get you working on, you know, all this stuff. Oh, shucks. Well, and and yeah. Yeah, he has one of the most impressive careers, and uh, he, he's just so humble about it. And, I mean, we started calling him the nice Jerry Bennett. <laughs> which well, which is amazing. Anyone who knows Jerry Bennett, first off. Oh, he is absolutely <laughs> the nicest person in the world. And then Kels just out. Uh, outnices him. Yeah, uh, and and so you you guys created We Promise Utopia. It's coming out in trade paperback, right? Soon. 
Yeah. So one of the things we're very excited about is just getting a single title over the hump of four issues is yeah. an achievement in and of itself, especially for a locally funded or or just indie or grassroots indie yeah. of any type. Like, and there've been some big artists who couldn't even get over that hump. I mean, there's guys from Image founders who couldn't even finish mm-hmm. five issues. So um, the fact that we got there considering the logistical challenges of any title is, is an achievement in and of itself, but yeah, especially managed, during the pandemic, during yeah, the well, pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also uh, we need to uh, uh, make sure that we acknowledge source point press. Uh, everyone there was so open and honest with us. Anytime I had questions, they were like, guys, we understand. What is source point press? So source point press is another indie publisher uh, that, uh, are they out of Portland? I think so. Yeah, and okay. uh, actually Scott Sackett, uh, who's local has a, uh, uh, heavens angels or, uh, he said that book in his pocket for like five years. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, we, we had that connection. So I did the, Hey, I know Scott and, uh, I'm a comic shop owner. I love you guys. And, and they put out some really great quality stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's just as diverse as I'd like us to be. And, you know, uh, when I was talking to him, uh, you know, I was asking all the questions of, uh, okay, how do we do this? What do we do this? And, and their answers were, you know, the same anytime someone asked me, like, how do you open a comic book shop? It's that right. you, you don't. Well, that's Save true. Save your yes. money. It's not worth the time and effort. And then I was like, but we're organized with this and this and this and this. And they said, oh, okay, you're going to make it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, the, starting out with the first, and it was, it's on, there's Blackjack Demon, We Promise Utopia, Glamorel's Daughter, there's another. Alien Re- Engaged is coming up. Well, we and are Reservation Res- Detectives. Reservation yeah. Detectives. That has been an enormous That's a graphic title. novel, right? Correct. It's an okay. it's it's all-ages graphic right. novel uh, written by Stephen Paul Judd, and we've had a couple of artists. I don't want them next to me, John. Um, <laughs> it's been the probably the most prominent title we've had come out. I even got a review on Kirkus, which gave us a lot of uh, renown in terms of the community. It, it comes across as kind of a niche title because it's the story of a young group of Native Americans who are trying to solve a crime. Right. But it's it's one of those things that's so universally acceptable that has had such a great response among the community beyond the graphic novel fans. Just among kids in general, I've really loved the Scooby-Doo vibe that we've managed to create with this book. You want you want to comment on your experience, yeah. Jono? Yeah, I, it's awesome working with uh, Stephen Paul Judd. He's he's fantastic. Uh, mm. I think one of the wonderful things about Rhett's is that it has a a really rich cast, and we even got a dog that talks. That's uh, awesome. A lot of fun. <laughs> Young adult, uh, fee- well, I guess uh, middle grade technically, mm-hmm. I guess, would be more along the lines. And it uh, it serves an underserved community. Yes. So we have, uh, you know, a, a, a location that is not featured often. And that was Stephen's heart was to uh, uh, reach that audience first and then all the other uh, uh, kids at, at that age as well, which it, it really does. Having a Star Kirkus review is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're really excited about that. My part was essentially I did a little bit of art cleanup in, in little places where the story just evolved, just a, a, just a tinge and uh, did uh, all the lettering and all the design. So we have a hardcover with a, uh, uh, some interior end pages that I designed and a number of other things. Super excited to be a part of it. And I did some other promo work for it as well. And that book, I think, is is a great seller. It does fantastic. Oh, it's our best seller yeah. by well, far. And, yeah. and, That's fantastic. Know, and it doesn't hurt that uh, Reservation Dogs came out, so like mm-hmm. people, you know, had that kind too. of that on the mind. Sure, um, and, but it's it's an underrepresented and, group. Well, it's and, very and, much like autism with Glamorella's daughter. Yeah, it's, yes. it's really recognizing people that 
do not get a lot of mention, especially in comics. Yeah. And, and in and, Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, it, yeah. we're central with the indigenous and native community. Yeah, and, and it's kind of perfect timing because the, uh, the center just opens, you know, finally. Like, it's the... And it's so cool. It's very cool. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, which... Yeah, Eric, you're you're native. Like, what yeah, you... I'm, I'm Chickasaw and Choctaw, oh. and to actually get to walk through the center and see my people represented in such a prominent and, and eloquent way was very invigorating. And to see that we have not just the opportunity through our art to have a national representation through comics and through this wonderful uh, heritage center, it's been really invigorating as of late. So if you have somebody who's just mildly curious about Native history and culture. Take them to that center. Give them a book. You know, or take them some television, and they first, get some insight. It's Are we so talking about the First Americans Museum? Yes. Yeah. 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 Which is just had. I mean, it took thirty years to open this thing, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. when they did, it is. Yeah. Got to give the Chickasaws a lot of credit. I mean, yeah. they paid the majority of it. They're paying for that uh, recreational center downtown. They're finishing that out because, you know, the Chickasaws have a reputation, and it's a well-deserved one of being very fiscally responsible and engaged with the community, and and they're putting well, a water park in for crying out loud. Yeah. That's right. Well, and. Uh, yeah, we, we casually have plans with uh, one of the lieutenant governors of uh, the Chickasaw Arapaho uh, tribe. Gib Miles has been a customer of mine, uh, mine for years, and it's the hey man, let's let's work together and like do some cool stuff. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? So like he's gonna you know talk to uh, some of the artists and and you know uh, creators you know that he knows in in the community and and just kind of. You know, do that because, you know, there, there's little cultural things, you know, like little hand signs and stuff like that that, you know, uh, will just enrich a story. And it's little stuff that gets missed. You and, know? Yeah. and with Utopia in particular, we promised Utopia. One of the things that I'm really proud about that particular title is that we've managed to incorporate a very diverse uh, Mexican, uh, Brazilian, mm-hmm. uh, European cast of characters that are going through these very human experiences of loss and of being challenged professionally. And, and with this trade coming out, it's one of those opportunities for us to reach out to people that, hey, I don't really go to comic shops, but I read books. Right. And they get to look at this beautifully illustrated, this carefully curated story that um, – I could go on and on about the challenges it offered because it has been one of the most technically challenging things I've ever been a part of. We have these engineers who, with some of the sharpest minds of men I've ever met in my life. Yeah, um, it's, they, it's scary how smart they yeah, are. Yeah, they've challenged us in every capacity. Like, oh, uh, animals wouldn't have hooves that small in snow. Or they would say, uh, you wouldn't have dynamite in the future because of the degradation of the powder. And all these things like that. Well, the, the moment that I was like, oh, no, Adrian is smarter than everyone in yeah. this room, was the, well, you know, uh, if you're going to design this uh, animal and do this stuff, well, the, the eyes need to be forward because it's an apex predator. Apex they predator. can't be on the side. That yeah. was the... You just had that. Yeah. And so we had these challenges and we had this beautifully illustrated book. Like I keep saying it over and over because like, we, yeah, uh, I we will say hard. the the price of admission alone is worth the uh, double, pra- double page spread of uh, Jonathan Kelsch's established city, mm-hmm. which like that's it. it that shows all the years of your hard work, dedication to your craft. Mm-hmm. And my hand still feels it. I'm so crazy. I was say, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, I think John should talk about how, like, yeah, one of the I, things I think is really important is, like, you get sleep as an artist, you take care of yourself, you work out, you eat well. Uh-huh, and John's right. like, nope, yeah, <laughs> not doing well, any of that. Well, and the thing is, like, well, it, A, uh, last thing to wax poetic about that scene Brian Hitch ain't got nothing on you. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and talk a little but, bit about your yeah, experience as an artist. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say, talk about your crazy career because you never brag. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, uh, at the well, beginning. It's, it's kind of like when when I'll have a booth at, at different cons, I'll, you know, I'll get asked by 
uh, often uh, parents and even youngsters about yeah. you know having a career as an illustrator and artist. And just like what Buck said about starting a comic book shop, it's kind of like that. Maybe just don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because a good side gig. It, well, you it, have but, to have a heart for it. Right? Yeah, and and the thing is, like, you have to be like, oh, you want me to draw a hundred toasters? Heck yeah, I'm drawing a hundred toasters. <laughs> this is awesome. Let's I'm draw some a, toaster today. I'm doing 150. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's the the attitude you have to have. It, it kind of is. Uh, it's about the love. Yeah. So if you have the love, like all of us know in all of our different fields, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's about that that core love that you can't deny. So if you if you have that deep in your heart and you've got to follow that, the heart wants what it wants. You got to do this. Then then it's probably for you, it, and you've got to put in the hours and the skill. It's like any other profession. And I think the hardest part is meeting those deadlines. So I've talked many times to uh, fledgling artists and designers who are trying to figure out, as illustrators go, kind of like photographers, it's not like a graphic design job. A lot of graphic designers out there, a lot of positions, much fewer in the illustration community. So almost all illustrators, I would say 99% are freelance. Mm -hmm. They have to work from home or from a studio, which is of course what I do. And we just get our own gigs. We do our own taxes. We are often a one-stop, a one, a one-stop, one uh, cell phone shop. You, right. you, you well, are the manager of your own destiny. It's just you. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, because you're you're also uh, a graphic designer. You're also, uh, you know, right. Yeah. Like you are everything to it. Right. So yeah. I and and you do not need a degree to be an artist or an illustrator. It's not required. I went to Kansas City Art Institute and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, big props. <clears throat> to Cameron Eagle, Larry Hefner, and mm-hmm. uh, Jim, Dr. Jim Watson, who were my teachers at University of Central Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I kind of mixed and matched my education a little bit, and I got a graphic design degree at UCO, as well as attending uh, Kansas City. I ran out of money because it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got to say, I love what I do, but I'm glad I've got a wide range of understanding mm-hmm. of graphic design, illustration, and it broadened my abilities, and it gave me a lot more uh, base to pull in clients from. Now I do mostly illustration, uh, almost completely. I work digitally. I'm one of the few that started working digitally from 2000. The point being, though, is that it doesn't matter what media you work in. It doesn't matter what your focus is. The hard part is just getting the clients. And once you get those clients, you're going to find yourself quite busy if you meet your deadlines and you do your part and you communicate with your clients, and you do great work. Well, great work is number one. Yeah, yeah. It, that's all well and nice, Kelsch. Tell us the cool stuff you've done. <laughs> yeah, what, what are some of the places people can see you? Yeah, because like, well, you, like you've done video games, you've done movie, like you've done storyboards, I, you've done... Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, so... so <laughs> Brag, baby. Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, the, well, yeah, I started out doing actually a number of comics uh, mm-hmm. that were indie, indie based. Um, some of them were faith based, and uh, worked with uh, 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 William H Macy on his film Rudderless. Oh wow! I did the storyboards for those. Mm-hmm. It was quite an awesome opportunity. And actually, I I I was working with uh, Casey Twinner, who was the writer on that story, and uh, and uh, one of the writers and. And that was an amazing experience. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and that segued into other gigs. I uh, worked on Reagan recently, uh, uh, a, f- a film that was also yeah. filmed Shot in Guthrie. Shot up in Guthrie, yeah. Exactly. And uh, gosh, a number of ones, The Girl Who Believed in Miracles was another one. Mm-hmm. I, I did the actual art, the props as part of that. And uh, it was an amazing experience. I, I uh, Mira Sorvino and 
uh, Peter Coyote, a, a bunch of uh, big name actors actually gave me a signed version of my art. I had they had a, oh, one that's of the, so cool. The art director there was so sweet. She she passed it around and said, you know, this is the artist who's done all the work here. And they all signed it, gave me, even talked to him for a little bit. Very cool. And well, so, yeah, um, that's just the film side. The, the, what I'm doing now actually is, is really thrilling for me as uh -huh. a total geek. I'm doing a lot of work for Upper Deck, doing Marvel characters. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Well, so, and you showed me the, the list, and you're like, it's all Z-lister stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love these things. And you were like, well, how, how would you pose this guy? I'm like, oh, my God, like this. And, <laughs> yes. so, and I, I really appreciate the book. Unfortunately, I'm under NDA, so I can't say much more. Yeah, well, and, you can't yeah. actually say which characters you're doing? I no. Can, I can't, oh, no. which is such oh, a bummer you, because those Z-listers turned into A-listers now. And so it's I pretty know. cool. It's yeah. amazing how many uh, nowadays, of course, Marvel's having to kind of, I don't want to say scrape the bottom of the barrel because the bottom of the barrel isn't necessarily bad. Right. It's just that oh, those are the ones that aren't most as popular. Be, and I love it. Right. Because so so sometimes these these small characters that you don't even think about, oh, now they're huge. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, and the thing is, like, unless a character has, like, its very specific pose, you have to figure out, like, what's the most representative of the thing. And, and oh, some of these characters, tough. you had no idea. I was like, okay, so here's the guy and here's the thing. And I, I give, well, because you can Wikipedia it and figure out, like, Oh, he's a boss of his own company, and he li really loves Oreos. And he, and it's the, okay, that's all well and good, but like, how does he stand? How does he carry himself? Doing yeah. th this has already been out. This has been released, but yeah, doing the Deadpool anime mech that was weird <laughs> and difficult. So I had him, you know, toot a little bit, and, yeah. and you know, I, you know, the burrito thing. I had a little sticker. The the thing is, though, it's when you exactly you get into the fun of those characters mm -hmm. and the lore. And it gets deep, and that's true of even the C-lister characters, which is exactly what you're talking about. I totally agree with you, Michael. Some of the some of the ones that you don't know as well mm -hmm. suddenly are becoming part of the MCU. Well, for yeah. example, look, look at DC. Who thought Peacemaker would have gotten his own show? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And who would have thought it'd been like the best show on the TV? Exactly. <laughs> well, and then even about you know four or five years ago, when they said we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy, I said, "Are you sure?" Well, right. And, and the thing nobody is, knows. And you're going to talk. You're talking about a tree and a raccoon. Yeah. Really? That's well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and one of the things. When they were Charles and I were like, when I met him years ago, when and Charles Martin's the yeah. owner of Literati Press, he, when he and I met years ago, we both had like a an affection for some of the lower tier characters because their stories weren't told and retold and retold. Yeah. Like, yeah. how many more times we need to see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed? How many more oh, times we need to see Peter Parker get his powers? And when we were writing our own stories, um, we had this uh, affection and affectation to kind of follow through with stories that hadn't been told yet. And we're really proud of where the company's gone because we have, right now, this is me shilling a little bit. I was going to say, now now that we've covered Kelsh, yeah. um, we need to cover you. With Res Detectives, Glam, We Promise Utopia, and Blackjack Demon from Nick Hermes, we have a, a, a whole collection of books that we busted our butts on for years now. Mm -hmm. And they're all in, in trade format, if not already, then coming out. Yeah, like next, I, I think the, Glam comes out this week or next. Right, and yeah. the Utopia oh, coming wonderful. out soon. Um, and, and getting having people outside of the traditional comics community, particularly even local on the national scale, look at these titles with a lot of interest. It shows that, you know, media content developers are still looking for quality over like uh, over, uh, you know, the flash and substance. Right. And, or, and they're not lack of substance. And they're yeah. not just looking for the Batman. They're not just looking for the Spider-Man. Right. They're looking for well, what's this title? We've, you know, it's got a lower tier profile that has a lot of good characters in it. And part of that is like, we've worked so hard at cultivating community. For example, I met John like four or five years ago at a Christmas party. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ink and Draw, that the 
that we put on at the Paseo, uh, down in the Paseo every Sunday is one of the ways that we were able to cultivate a community. For example, I met Nick Hermes, the creator of Blackjack Demon, mm -hmm. by hanging out on Sundays drawing together. We have a, a title coming out with Joe Dorman, who's an, uh, oh. a politician who yeah. wants to you know, get involved with representation of comics in, in a political sense. And we like, well, I got some artists for you. We pulled them yeah. from our Sunday crowd. Which um, I, I met them yesterday. They are the most charming, wonderful people. Oh, they're great. Those, people. those gals are awesome. Oh, my god! And we have Ophelia, who you've met before mm -hmm. through the comic book club, who's trying to do a good job of maintaining a high-tier discussion of comics through the Paseo, through her examination of Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona yes. Staples. And so we... This all started out from like not a place of commerce. It came from a place of genuine love of like sharing this medium with people outside of just your mom and dad and your sisters. Like I want to meet people in the community and get involved with the community. And that's why things such as New World Comic Con and Sooner uh, Con have been so valuable to help cultivate and create mm -hmm. excitement. Yeah, which that's where I met Kelsch for the first time because I was making fun of Jerry and then he was like right next to him. And yeah, <laughs> I tried to outlaugh him, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, good luck. <laughs> which, yeah. Uh, one of the most impressive sketches in my sketchbook is your Supergirl that you mm -hmm. did for me. Oh, uh, yeah. And that was five or six years ago? Yeah. yeah. He's That's... so much better now. It's crap now. <laughs> no. It is crap. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, SoonerCon's coming up, and the same day as the Pop Culture Con. Uh, Oklahoma which, City Pop Culture Con. You know, like the SoonerCon is, is more for like the uh, diehard. Sci-fi book crowd. Yeah, yeah. diehard uh, sci-fi fantasy uh, like nerd culture stuff, whereas the PopCon is, hey, I like this movie, I like this stuff, and you're just kind of dabbling into the nerd world. So it, it's really kind of a really good introduction con for like nerddom, whereas SoonerCon, it's the, all right, hit the ground running. Yeah, it's everything it, there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's, weird. Yeah, which <laughs> is fantastic. Awesome. We've, we've had so much fun with that, and it's been great to be able to see artists come out and showcase their stuff because that's it's just and especially at new world comic-con yeah i love seeing all the artists come out and showcase what they've got mm -hmm. when is new world comic-con this year uh july 30th july 30th so yeah. everybody mark that on your calendar we'll be talking more about it as we get closer to it here on the Oki podcast but it's going to be awesome it's just a big party it's still gonna be yeah. at the fairgrounds yeah it's gonna be in the uh pavilion building which used to be the cox pavilion building. yes as i tell everyone the pavilion uh, they do the the what i was like it's between the expo hall and the centennial building mm -hmm. It's the really big building. It's really like, big. And was yeah. that where you had it last time? Uh, we had it at the Expo Hall. Okay. And then uh, I was looking to expand, and I was like, all right, I want both sides. And they were like, well, we cater to the horse crowd first, so they want that building that day. But, hey, uh, what about the building next? Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go even bigger than I anticipated. Because that's going to be huge. But I think you're yeah. going to get people out to it. People want to go out. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, It's a get, cheap show to go to. Holy yeah. moly. Oh, and yeah. set is, up to. And do you have to, the prices yet? Yeah, so uh, it's 10 bucks to get in. <laughs> Still, and, oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing. I don't want to take everyone's money. Mm -hmm. I want them to come in and have a good time. I want to cover my costs. I want to make a little bit of money. But I want to make sure that everyone has a good time. I want to make sure that people, like, meet each other, you know, like, I, I want to build community from this thing. Um, and that's why, like, we're really focusing on literati. Like, they're going to have uh, a focused booth, and instead of all the artists having their own booth, they're going to be swapping in and out uh, all day uh, to be, like, the featured person. Right. And then uh, they're going to be going around the, the con meeting other artists and that kind of stuff. And, and uh, it's really going to be a, a, a great show uh, for those that want to get involved and learn 
uh, from all that because uh, you all have uh, pages for kids that teach them the basic foundations of, of drawing and that kind of stuff. And then there's, you know, uh, I think that we're going to try to set aside some ink and draw space or something like that. And, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's just going to be uh, a big celebration of everything. And, and, you know, usually every year I try to, you know, uh, have a big surprise or, you know, do stuff. So uh, even if, you know, your regular con stuff happens, you know, I will artificially make fun happen because artificial <laughs> fun is still fun. You know, like uh, last year it was, you know, I had my... Uh, Niece and nephew as the uh, power loader uh, Ripley mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the alien queen. That was awesome. They look great. And, and and with literati in particular, like I'm, people are probably sick of me talking about the community aspect. Not of at it, all. But for example, <laughs> at SoonerCon, because um, my my education background as a teacher, I, I'm a school teacher still, and I taught for ten years prior and and done art direction and fostered young talent up and developed their their artistic skills for a long time. I'm doing a panel at SoonerCon on. Uh, dynamic figure drawing in the history through from Jack Kirby to Rob Liefeld, you know, yeah. Yeah. and just going down like those lines of, of how to apply anatomy and how to not. And, uh, right. um, and, and it's new world comic con. We've had a great opportunity. Jerry is sort of like running the talent out there in terms of panel representation. It, we want to be accessible to the people who are very curious about getting involved yeah. in the community and fostering yeah. that well, interest. And uh, we found a couple artists uh, at new world comic con. There was Raya Shepard that set mm-hmm. up every year and, Ryan just wasn't quite ready each year, and then just all of a sudden, uh, snap like one year, two two years ago, it was uh, there was this triangular painting that that she made, and I was I fell in love with it, and then she was like, well, you know, I'm doing this new style and all this. She she drew a corgi, and it was the okay, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is better than like she has a uh, style sometimes similar to like Natasha Alterisi. It was like you just outdid Alterisi on this one thing. You know, and it's been, it's good you bring up Alterici because Which, she's got a couple titles coming out mm-hmm. from Letterati very soon. If you're not familiar yeah, with Natasha, really? she she did a wonderful t- title for us years and years ago that kind of helped Literati get started yeah. called Heathen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's come back to, to the fold. She's come back home, and we've got a, a one shot that I, I'm not sure if I can announce any details on yet. And then she's got a full-length graphic novel coming out very soon as well. With Literati Press? With Literati Press. Oh, so my gosh, we, that's wonderful. And, 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 you know, I say this because I'm not an owner in that company. I just work there. <laughs> I say this with a lot of pride. Like, we are, we're like the Midwestern publisher in yes. a lot of ways. We're the guys that you come to if you're interested in getting work, not just put out, but edited and, and processed yeah. and picked apart. Um, when we were starting out with these four titles, Rez, Glam, Utopia, and Blackjack Demon, we were just like, well, how do we get these to Diamond? How do we yeah. get these in shops? And it was a challenge because we were doing this right as the pandemic was in full mm-hmm. swing. And, and we'd just ha- as Diamond was shutting down. Just as Diamond was shutting down. You know, Pencils yeah. Down across the nation was a Perfect big deal. Timing. And so we were coming in at a time like, well, how do we get these in bookstores? How do yeah. we get these in Which pop shops? ended up being uh, a blessing just because that gave us like four months of time to work. And, right. that, and that was huge yeah. because, with, for example, Utopia, we got three artists on the title, so you'd go faster, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It was like herding cats. And yeah. so we had to t- learn how to do that. And one yeah. of the things that has been a challenge <laughs> for us is, you know, it took us a year to get four issues out. Uh-huh. It was a, a three-month cycle per issue. And one of the things that we're going to do going forward is we're going to try to hit a monthly or bi-monthly schedule going forward with that title because we understand that momentum can be lost on a single title very quickly. With Blackjack Demon, you know, Nick is doing that pretty much on his own, but we have a really strong editorial force making sure the quality of all these books is profoundly high and we won't put anything on the shelves that we don't feel hits this super high watermark. Right. Yeah. 
which which you know the beauty of literati press is even before you guys created this it's always been about community mm -hmm. yeah, it's always and, been and about reaching out to the artists the writers the people that create comic books in oklahoma because there's not necessarily another place that's doing this yeah and uh uh with uh, charles's permission i've been doing uh uh writing uh, i guess workshops whatever you'd call it uh, Fridays at one at uh, New World, and then there's the ink and draw for the art, uh, for the strictly art side of things. Well, I say strictly for the casual art side mm -hmm. of things uh, on Sundays. So you know, like we're we are really reaching out and trying to uh, get what we we can. And you know, we have some writers who are not quite there, so I'm I'm having them do uh, writing exercises and stuff like that. Uh, there's there's a young lady that is hungry to write mm -hmm. and i was like oh do a three-page story and she was like i accidentally wrote the whole comic <laughs> accidentally yeah well yeah. And, well because you know she got flowing and then got the feel for yes, the characters indeed. and it's great it like it needs editing and and stuff mm -hmm. but like it's it's she is going to be an up-and-comer mm -hmm. that's wonderful that that's the that's the core theme i feel like is so much fun to be part of literati for, mm -hmm. for number one, they like you said, the community aspect. Yeah, draw, like we're all friends. Exactly. We're, we're friends. We're it's, friendly. It's not forced. If you're an artist and you have a serious interest in, in just hanging out with your tribe, yeah. just having fun, uh, being uh, hanging out just for a couple of hours every Sunday, yeah. uh, chilling, uh, drawing what you want to draw, and talking to other artists about maybe even getting a, a little uh, minor critique or a thought about, hey, what do you guys think about this? That's what Ink and Draw is all yeah, about. Or the, how do you draw hands? You're right, right. <laughs> and, and some of the pros are there. I try to be there as often as I can. But mm -hmm. uh, we we want to foster that community. And if you can tell, that's a major thing going through from New World all the way around. Yeah, like uh, even my niece is getting involved. You know, like <laughs> She's pretty great. Isn't she? She held her own at uh, Free Comic Book Day. I was impressed. Oh, my gosh. Show. You did pretty good, too, there, Buck. You got, yeah, you got well, And by doing well, they mean like literally drawing characters. They were doing literally. free drawings for yeah. people. It's great. Um, yes. no, it's one of those where... Sure. You know, like, I can draw well enough, but I'm not quite, like, pro level. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, guys, I'm drawing a literary comic. Uh, having someone draw your uh, anything is just a it's, it's a, it's a blessing. It's wonderful. The kids are going to love it. They're not, they're yeah. not looking for this award-winning art. They're looking for something they can enjoy. And so yeah. it doesn't matter who's doing it. And, you know, and that's like, how the, that's how the pro level stuff starts. Yeah. Uh, it starts with that, that, that fun aspect. And seeing, I just love doing it. Like this young, this young lady that, that just couldn't help but write all 30 pages or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. And the, you know, there's just something to the, seeing the magic of it being drawn before you and doing the, Oh, he just focused on the curvature of a line or the thing. And it just brings it all together. And that's the inspiration that we're just making sure to bring to all this. Yeah. yeah. So where can people find more information about Literati Press? Well, literatipressok.com is the first stop for anybody who's, you know, an online junkie like myself. I would say check out the website first and feel free to contact me. You'll see myself and Charles on the mm -hmm. on the about page if you want to contact us directly. Um, but really the best way to get to know us is to hang out on Sundays from 3 to 5 mm -hmm. in the Paseo District. Just walk up to the counter and say, hey, where's Ink and Draw? And walk back there and hang out with us. And you'll see that literally the direction of not just this company, but Midwestern comics in general is probably being shaped through that room. Awesome. And, and I say that without any degree of ego because I've, I've, I've been there for, I, I ran it by my, you know, my comrades helped Charles for like six years. And I've seen like, oh, the best artists in the state are rolling through there, whether they're comics fans or not. So I would say Sundays from three to five and just hit us up, man. Yeah, it's going to be finished. Jonathan, where can people find you on the web? 
I am uh, J.K. Arts. J.K. Arts. So I'm Jonathan Kelch, Impossible Spell. So it's JK. Yeah. And so at JK Arts on Twitter, Instagram. And I'm going to be even more active, hopefully soon on social. I kind of dropped off. But John and I aren't great about the social media aspect. Trying so hard. But Eric, you do have a presence on Twitter and Facebook. I do. Geo Creations. It's J E O Creations. One of the things that I like to do fairly regularly is like, sure, I'm on an NDA too in terms of a lot of my art. I've been working on a title for nine months and it comes out next summer and I'm so excited oh, about awesome. it through Literati Press it's one of the things that I've been uh, writing with my partner and, and we've just drawn the hell out of this thing it's crazy and uh, it's it's a wonderful like fantasy science fiction book in the vein of like mixing Letter Kenny with Dungeons and Dragons it's, it's gonna be huge oh that's awesome um, so it's gonna be great uh, but you find me at Geo Creations on all social media and you'll see pictures of myself and my dog Hero who has his own comic and, coming and the Geo Creations with a J yes it's no just kidding art but uh that's right that's right he has some amazing work with his dog yeah it's just fantastic yeah and if i could i wanted to plug something sure um it's a very minor thing well it's actually kind of a big deal for and we're out of time (laughs) yes i saw it coming thanks for stopping Uh, by there 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 is a project i'm working on with kyle roberts emmy winner and he's done a lot of uh, projects locally uh, Post Human was a big mm-hmm. uh, movie that he made here recently, Geek Focus. Yeah, with Matt Price from Speed and Bullet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And a, yeah. my favorite shop in Norman, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on the board of Kingdom Media Club, and it's kingdommediaclub.org. He's making a new film based around, it's kind of a John Hughesy type of film, but with a bit of a serious tone around uh, teenage uh, suicide and depression, oh, which wow. is very apropos at this mm-hmm. time. Yes, it is. And it's climbing in the rates of concern for. For it's like one in five of every of every kid has of every uh, teenager has suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. at in in the five to ten year span where they're where they're younger and often uh, there is some action there. So this movie is about the, the passage of time for a young man who goes through a journey after losing his parents. He and his sister both lose his parents, lose their parents, and then they uh, he 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 goes into the woods with his friends and gets caught up in a crazy uh, adventure. Seeking a uh, 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 kind of a MacGuffin in a sense that his his uh, father left for him, and the the story's really great. It's, it has a faith based tone to it, but we call it radically family friendly. So it's really about the 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 fun and adventure, but also the seriousness of going through the dark night of the soul mm-hmm. for when, when you're younger. What's the title of the film again? It's called What Rhymes With Reason. What Rhymes With Reason. What Rhymes With Reason. And, that's, and, and check out kingdommediaclub.org. I'm on the board. And I, I, my heart is totally in this film. And we're looking for uh, sponsorship. And you can see there, you know, all yeah. these different o- opportunities to, to be a part of that. And if you're if you're young talent, if you're an actor, if you're, you know, in the teen, in the teen uh, age group, uh, you know, Contact us. You got my my info uh, at JK Arts. Uh, Kyle Roberts is part of uh, a Reckless Abandonment Films. He's based mm-hmm. here in here in OKC. So yeah, yeah, another thing that's growing really big right now is the filmmaking yep. community, along with comics. And I think there is easily we've proven with the the crossover between comic books and movies and television shows. It's it's made for Oklahoma, so we could we could easily you know mix those up as well. Yeah, and, and all yeah. of us. We cross paths at some yeah. point because everybody's creatively invested in what they're producing, whether it be film or music or whatever. 
um, you know, like Bo Jenning and the Tigers. Those guys are good friends of mine. Yeah. And like, yeah. all these creative people, we overlap because we're trying to lift each other up. And yeah. I and I come from the philosophy of I never want to look or appear or even get the sense that I'm standing on somebody's neck to get higher. Uh, a rising tide lifts all. Yes, it does. And that's kind of the, the statement of whole, all of Oklahomans. That's mm -hmm. why I love it here is the kindness of Oklahomans and the Oklahoma artists, the Oklahoma artist mm -hmm. community is amazing. And it's so, because it is, there is a kindness there. It's not a, yeah, I'm going to cut your throat to try and get to the top. We're that the nicest so selfish people. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we all, we're all working, working together, we're all going to make it that's right. by yeah. working together. And that's, that's what I love about it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us and everybody check out Literati Press OK to, to find out more and go to our, you can draw because it's, it's just a fun time is had by all. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much it's again. Amazing. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for having us. So that's our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at OK Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU, Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Jonathan Kelch, Buck Berlin, and Eric Osborne, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.